Hello and welcome everybody to Throwback Thursday on the Legends of League podcast. Anthony Maroon is my name. Most people just call me Maroon. We are coming to you live from the studio, our studio at Four Pines Brew Pub in beautiful Manly. Now, uh, the Legends of League tournament, you'd know all about that. We did that for a few years on the Central Coast and in Newcastle. And we got so much good feedback about the Legends of League tournament, bringing the old boys back together, finding out what they're up to now and playing a bit of footy. It will be back once we get through this COVID nonsense in the meantime. We are doing the podcast, so hopefully in the end we'll have both. Uh, we're talking old school today with Tooves and Mark Spud Carroll, so let's do it on the Legends of League. Hello everybody, welcome once again. It is the Legends of League podcast. Anthony Maroon is my name. You know all about the Legends of League tournament and it will be back soon as we get through this COVID period. I am joined in the studio, 280 plus games, first grade. He's a manly legend. He's a legend of coaching at the famous club as well. Of course, it's Jeff Tuvey. Hello, Tuves. Maroon, good to be here. Good to have you, mate. And joining us via Zoom from his brand new gym uh, in the middle of East Sydney, Mark Spud Carroll. Hello, Spud. Oh, good afternoon, gentlemen. Um, can't wait to hear what we're going to talk about. How's things going at your new gym, mate? I mean, I see those blokes I work with at Triple M. It's, mate, what, do you do anything with them? It's, they come in, they're like they've been at a Tupperware party. As you say, uh, James Hooper does triceps the whole hour. That's all he does. Yeah. All different style of uh, triceps. But, um, no, we have a bit of a – it's a bit of banter and uh, – that's good. We we call it first grade. You're not you're not included yet. I've seen you punching pads. Yeah. Um, we'll get the year later on, mate. It's all about consistency, mate. I'm I'm consistent now. You Spud, you played 200 plus first grade games across a couple of clubs, and you had a successful stint in the UK as well. And and Tubes, you are so synonymous with the Manly Club, and you coached them to a grand final. You've had a successful. You are Manly to the core. That would be fair to say. Oh, I'd be fair to say. I grew up in the area, yeah. And Spud, when we do our sports lunches and all that, we, we concentrate a lot on your time at Manly. So before I get to those successful times of the 90s, let's – what is it about Manly, this club, established in 1947? They've won eight premierships. They're one of those clubs people love them or hate them, particularly in the old days we'd say we go for our side and whoever's playing Manly. Tooves, you start this. What is the Manly Rugby League Club about? Well, it's, it's about tribalism, and I think that's what makes all uh, rugby league clubs great, particularly, um, well, I suppose, Manly got its reputation through the 70s when they when they managed to persuade some players to come across from other clubs. Mm, um, like Souths. A, a couple of premierships along the way. Um, but, um, you know, it's a great area. I think um, uh, people enjoy uh, being part of the community here, and they love cheering their eagles on. Yeah, and Spud, for you, you're – me. You, we're virtually the same age. So you grow up, you're watching, uh, you know, um, blo- blokes like Bozo Fulton and Maxi Krillich and Ian Thompson and Terry Randall. So you, from the outside looking in, what was it like for you as a kid? Well, as a kid, I'm a um, Parramatta junior, so I'm a, I'm a Westie. So uh, Manly was never on my uh, radar of uh, even thinking about playing for most of them, mate. I really did. Mm. I just think uh, Parramatta was on my side, but then I ended up, getting graded at Penrith, but the idea of going to Manly, um, it's crazy how many South guys have actually gone across from there. Ian Roberts was just before me, myself, I went across. But the thing is, I went there to win, um, just the culture of winning. Um, at South Sydney, unfortunately, the stock wasn't there. But uh, I remember when I signed up for Manly, um, 
we signed up uh, Terry uh, Terry Hill, and then we signed up uh, Jeff uh, D- Dave Gillespie. And I said, mate, I'm signing straight away, and we end up uh, having four great years there. And it's it's a very resilient club, Tooves. If you think about it, seventies they made and won a couple of grand finals into the 80s too, that famous rivalry with uh, Parramatta, mm. into the 90s when you blokes played in grand finals and won a grand final. So through that period, they looked into the, as the silver tails and then just beyond that Super League period, it was the only period where maybe the coffers weren't as full and maybe Manly was struggling a little bit and then private ownership came along. Yeah, um, that um, that whole Super League um, uh, debacle really... Um really was the, the death knell for Manly for a little while and we, we had to uh, join up with the uh, North Sydney Bears, our, one of our arch rivals, mm. um, our neighbours, and um, to the Northern Eagles. So it was a, a very hard, difficult period for uh, the Manly club through the, through those years. Um, and finally, eventually, the Northern Eagles fell over and Manly got the licence mm. back again and, and um, been successful, under particularly under Des Hasler, through those years uh, – Three or four, three grand finals, and one successful one there as well. Yeah. What or about two, what? Ha, how did you feel, Tubes, when you when you first put on that Northern Eagles jumper? Yeah, it was different, but I mean, it was an exciting time too because um, being together with our neighbours, which we we as I said that had that rivalry mm. with, um, it was a difficult process. I think particularly for mainly the older stock that was at, at both clubs, um, but I think the players enjoyed it. Um, there was a, um, I hate saying this, a, a lack of um, culture because it's such a new club. So yeah. you try. I think we see it in some of the, the, the other clubs that had joint ventures as well in the, in the league still to this day. It's very hard to manufacture um, a history um, and that culture at, at any club. And when you were starting a foundation, sort of forming a club like the Northern Eagles, it was very hard to find what our purpose was or what, it, what our character was. Yeah, yeah. I've had this discussion a lot. On, with the Triple M people, uh, these joint ventures have got all these other things to contend with, like where they play and who barracks for who on the board and what jumpers they wear when they play on a certain day. But cutting back to you now, Spud, you talk about you, you left the Bunnies, you went to Manly, and because I know you so well, you had that discussion with Bozo where you said to Bozo, mate, I don't care what I get paid, I just want to win a premiership. So you, you're there in 1996 and you do win a premiership. Mm. Over the Dragons, it's a great period for the Manly Warringah side. You play alongside blokes like Tooves and Beaver who have been regulars on the Legends of League podcast. That's got to be the highlight of your career. Yeah, it certainly uh, was and is, Samaroon. As a kid, you dream about playing first grade. Um, I didn't get there as quick as I would, which, in which I thought I would, but I got an opportunity to go to Manly. And it took us a couple of years to get it going. We probably, um, the first year, 94, we got the semis, we weren't used to it. We weren't out the back door. 95, we lost three games all year. We lost the bloody grand final. 96, we won. Then we lost to uh, Newcastle. Um, they talk about three-peats, mate. We should have been three-peats, seriously. But that's footy. The footy gods gave us our hand, and unfortunately, we didn't land it. Tooze? Uh, Spud's wrapped it up there. I mean, yeah. we were, we, look, look it's, it's, uh, it's, they say you got to lose one to win one. What a load of rubbish, mm. eh? What yeah. a load of rubbish. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but um, look, it, that, that's life. It's, um, it it's makes you, builds your character. Um, I think we had a really successful side for a period there. When I say successful, you don't have to win grand finals to be successful. Oh, I'm being serious here. I mean, the amount of um, good sides I've played with, some good friendships and stuff, as long as you're competitive and you're a chance to win the game every week, I think that's what the fans want and that's what um, 
We talk about in rugby league and we talk about those rivals, which I mentioned before, like Manly and Norse. Um, you know, Manly was born out of Norse, eventually separated, separated from their area. Mm. And that's what it's about. It's those rivalries, those traditions, but also success is measured in different ways. And, yeah. and as I said, you don't have to win a grand final. There's plenty of players that don't, that are great players that don't win a grand final. And yep. you couldn't say they weren't successful. Um, or didn't play successful teams. So I think we just need to take a step back from there and say, yes, it was a successful period for Manly, but I enjoyed every minute of it. And it didn't matter if we won a grand final or we didn't. Yeah. I mean, of course it does for yeah. me. Like, mm. well, I'm glad we did. Yeah. But, but at the end of the day, I still yeah. think it was a successful, successful side and one I really enjoyed playing with. I think, Maroon, um, what Tubes has just touched on, there's some players... I said I've never won a grand final. Um, yeah, look at Blocker and, and uh, Benny Elias and Ciro. Like, yeah, they, they made a grand final, but unfortunately lost. It's great to say you've made one and, and won one, but it's just as, as two said, it's about your mateship. Mm. Um, I used to love going to train at Manly. I really did. I just everything was full of life, and we learnt some every day. But I'll tell you now, we actually looked out for each other. Um, no one ever touched my little halfback um, ever. Mm. And and Tubes. Some of the great characters. I mean, I'm old enough to have watched Bozo play. Um, Bozo and Arco, Peter Peters. I mean, these they're, they're colourful, colourful characters, aren't they? Of a great club. Well, yeah. Like, I mean, the big one probably we missed is um, Terry Randall. You know, yeah, like the Eagle. hard man, yeah. like Eagle. Yeah. He's like really put his body on the line. And fans love that. And the guy I just mentioned um, in, in, a, in another interview, um, Johnny Gibbs was my favourite too. Head back, you know, running with a blonde mm. hair, local boy. Um, Alan Thompson, great players. Maxi Krillich, the war horse at Hooker. There's been thousands of great players at Manly. Mm. Um, but, but just to get off topic here a little bit, mate, I must say to you that I'm sitting here and I'm trying to not say this. I'm trying to not bring this up, but you go on Fox League, you're wearing a blazer and a handkerchief and a spotted tie, and you come on the Legends of League podcast and you look like you're sitting in Katingle unit at Long Bay Jail. Mate, I'm sitting here, I've got my spud shirt on. I'm just at my gym. There well, we are. Mate, well, I'm I'm sitting nice and quiet. Do you want me to walk around and show you around? Yeah, give us a look around, mate. Give us a look around. Oh, this is uh, well, this is the old school gym. Look at this. This is uh, the old spud gym. That was hanging up. Yeah. You got there? Spud's gym. Do, do you I actually? All the action starts in there. See that, Maroon? That's what they call a little boxing ring. Two by two meter boxing ring. Mate. Unfortunately, you are so worried about coming in and seeing me. But you know, one day you'll, you'll uh, come through that front door. Mate, I'll get you in that boxing word, ring. You might get a little. The, word, the first word I'm going to use for a long time, when you come through that door, Maroon, your first session is free. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to get the shit kicked out of me for free, you little beauty. Spud, Spud do, you, do you work out? Do you actually do, do you work out? Do you participate with the, no. other, the pool? I was no, going to say, you look like you lost a bit of weight. Oh, you're a funny man, too. It's yeah. like when you sit on a little, on the little high chair there trying to have a go. <laughs> <laughs> I've, looked after you. I've looked after you for those four years. I've got 180 stitches in one eye because Beaver oh. had to score all the tries. I had to do all the work for the bloody Beaver. Yeah. Spud, but, um, listen, let's not talk oh, about man, your just... money balls. Hey, don't move your money balls. <laughs> <I> t- <laughs> Jesus. But, uh, you... Oh, yeah, good. Oh, mate, you should have... That, that wasn't a bad thing. He, he's going to whinge about that one, bro, because he got his nose pushed away, across that way. Yeah. But which way is my nose going? But the thing is... Um, yeah, I had a little bit of a passing game, Mimi. Um, <laughs> in a kicking game, in a kicking game. I wasn't allowed to kick it. I wasn't allowed to kick it, train. <laughs> Ever. 
Hey, what, what about, you know, when you've left, you grew up around Guildford Way and then you ended up playing for the Rabbitohs in 1990, Spud. And well, I remember seeing you when you first came. I was only sitting in the stand, obviously. But I remember seeing you training there. He arrives at training there with his mullet hairdo and he's, he looks like he's from Guildford. The only thing he's missing, he doesn't have a packet of durries. Yeah, that's a beauty. It's coming back. But he thought he was a tough cat, Tervs, didn't he? And you play with him. What about when, if you've ever heard that famous story, maybe you'll tell us that, you know, when he was over, where was he in Phuket and uh, and Monique was up on yeah, the... Yeah, yeah. That's, what's that's that story? A, that's the best story. Come on, Spud. That's a, one of the best stories I've ever heard oh, from anyone. Well, mate, we just... We, okay, well, we, we uh, arrived in Phuket. What happened was I, I missed out on the kangaroo tour in 94. It was filthy. I ended up going over, over to Phuket for a whole lot and... First day, I said, I'm going to go jet skirting. So I went out jet skirting, got caught out there for three hours. I ran out of fuel. But Emily wanted to, she wasn't really an adventurous type, but she wanted to go up one of those bloody flying things, yeah, with the uh, paragliders. Yeah, and paragliders. Had this little, little guy on the back, I won't call it, he had this little bike who would do the wind. Anyway, I was watching her going off, got the camera, ding, 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 took off. She went down the end of the beach. They do a dropping motion where they comes down and then they, they take off and it goes back in the air again. Anyway, when she's coming back, I've got the view, the zoom on the camera. I said, mate, she doesn't look very happy. As she's landed, the whole sail went over the top of her. On the corner of my eye, I see this bloke running away. The guy who's supposed to be doing the air. I pull the thing back and she's got blood coming from her mouth. The fingernails were all bent back. What's happened? They dragged us through <laughs> the sand. Shouldn't laugh, man. We shouldn't laugh. Like that. Could have broke, <laughs> mate, seriously. They could have broken my neck. So I haven't chased this bloke. In, I, was in, I was back then wearing the old footy shorts, <laughs> running through water knee deep. They hopped in this in this boat and they got a machete and they cut the rope. <laughs> they, and the next thing, what was coming? I was furious and all these bloody uh, people are coming trying to you know calm me down. Mate, I was throwing them like kingpins, throwing them around. <laughs> the killing, what the killer for me was when I took my to the hospital. She started getting a bit of a shine. They all thought I belled her. <laughs> what a great trip! Yeah. Eh? <laughs> oh, what a great trip, mate. Phuket, outstanding. Mate, was Manly the best club you ever played for? Because you did play for the Bunnies. You had two two stints with the Bunnies. Um, I think the opportunity to go to South Sydney under George Pickens. He, uh, I went there to play um, second row, you know, week and week out with uh, one of my idols, that being Les Davidson. And then he said, I want to turn you into a front row. And I said, mate, let's go, George, let's go. And um, I've got to thank George for that. I played for Australia at um, for South Sydney in 1990. Out of the blue, made the kangaroo tour. My side, they only won two games that year. Yeah. But I just think Manly, um, I went there to win a comp. So I'm sitting on the fence, Maroon. You know I love South as well. Yeah. Les Davidson, he's a bit of an idol of yours, Spud. You know, you had the same haircut, the same moustache. <laughs> Have we got any pictures? Have we got any pictures anyway? I had four I had four hairs. No, I'm not 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 carry okay, one in the back pocket, but yeah, um, we certainly um we looked alike. What blows me away too is if I ever go up to Dubbo, right? Yeah. The amount of people that come up to me and go, how are you, Les? I go, mate, thanks for the compliment. I'm Great days. And what about you two? Do you, would you be, now if, talking off air now, you know, you, you've got a good life now, good comfortable life living on the northern beaches and enjoying a bit of boating. Uh, if Are you still keen to coach NRL? Well, you know, I've, I've applied for a few jobs, but unfortunately, I've um, haven't had a look in anywhere there. Mm. But um, you know, look, I'm still around. I love the rugby league itself. Um, I love being involved. Yeah, um, it's been a big part of my life for the last, you know, forty years. Um, of course, I'd want to be involved at the, the highest level you can be. Um, 
there's not too many jobs around mm. at the moment, obviously as well. But um, you know, I'm around and um, I'm very keen to be involved in some way or form. Yes. Yeah. So, mate, you, you, what do you think was a more nervous time for you, or more of a buzz for you, uh, running out as a player for Manly in the grand final, or coaching a Manly side in the grand final? Well, there's massive amounts of difference. I mean, all football players want to play at the, the top level, mm. okay? So that you've got that. And a grand final is probably the, the ultimate sort of goal to win a competition as well. So running in the grand, sure, you can't beat that. Now, coaches is a frustrating job, as many people have probably seen me in the box. It's emotional, it's, um, it's draining, and it's frustrating, um, and it uh, makes you angry, it makes you happy. Um, it even brought a tear to my eye once. But <laughs> So it's all those things involved. But you can't do anything about what's happening on the field, and that's the frustrating thing. So most coaches, I think, are frustrated players. Mm. That yeah. was me. And hey, what Maroon, a- the, only, the only thing that really uh, – Maroon, the only it really does is that there's only one bloke who actually still has got hair, and that's Desi. Otherwise, no one's got hair. <laughs> yeah, and he's gone back for more, hasn't he, Desi? Uh, but he's got something going. Yeah. What about the way he rode, puts his fingers through his hair? He's outstanding. <laughs> Boys, what about the camaraderie between blokes who have played football together at the highest level? It's one of the great buzz about doing this job is that you bring them back together, you know, and those guys particularly that you won a premiership with Toofs, you know, it, it must it must be great to see him again or have those reunions and remember those times. Yeah, yeah what, you, what you mentioned is right. And we go back to what we said before about successful sides. Um, Britain, successful sides are sides that have got players that want to be with each other. Now, you don't have to like everyone that's in your side. Don't get me wrong. You don't have to like a lot of them, but you need to respect the people that are in your team. Yeah. And if you respect them, then you find that all of a sudden you're close, you're close bonds, you're friends, and that lasts beyond any uh, rugby league uh, playing field yeah. area. Mm. And, you, and, you, and you keep in contact, sure, but there's nothing better than you've lost contact with people for a while and you come back together and enjoy each other's company. Yeah, it, but it reminds me of that old story of from Chris Anderson that I've heard many times where – he thought the blokes weren't getting on uh, and so he said every one night a week we're all going to get together over a couple of beers or whatever and you're allowed to talk about anything but football. And they made the grand final that year and, in fact, beat Manly. That worked. Yeah, yeah it did work. But I remember an old school, we're talking about Ron Willie when I was at Penrith. Um, I don't think the players do this enough. We Every Tuesday night... Back then we had three grades, you know, back down to uh, under-23s, reserve grade and first grade. We all have to go to a pub to have a – you weren't going to have a beer, you're going to have a soft drink or a water just to, to, to get together as a, as a unit. And mm. I, I just think that's, you know, far lost in the game these days. Yeah. Yeah, that's an interesting – it, it probably is, mate, you know. It pro- Tubes? Yeah, well, I, I've, I've asked people in the past. I did this when I was over in England coaching at Bradford. I said, okay, I said, right, boys, what, what, what do you do away from football? And they sit there and stare at me, and I go, well, you know, what do you do to occupy yourself? And probably 80% of them say, oh, oh, oh sit around, watch yeah. music, yeah. I mean, listen to music. They had no other passion in their life. Mm. And that's the problem, I think, sometimes with some of the players these days is that they're so enthralled, and they, and they have to be, mind you, to be professional football players. But what's their hobby? What's their passion away from football? You need something away from football. And that, as you mentioned before, the coach sits down and goes, okay, boys, what do you do away from here? Go, you've got to get your mind away from football mm. sometimes as well because then when you come to training, you're passionate about it. Yeah. But what about being over there to, say, going from the NRL and a side at grand final level and a few years later you're over there and you're coaching um, 
in the in the UK Super yep. League. I mean, you weren't in the top division. No, the division but yeah. what what was the obvious difference? Well, again, I mean, it's just the the, uh, the intensity, I suppose, of all all things that are involved, whether it be training, whether it be uh, video sessions, whether it be the players themselves, their mental um, mental state of um, apl- applying whatever they need to do to be the best they can be. Mm. And that's the difference, I think, between Australia and England at the moment. Yeah. In, in my opinion, it's just that application of um, intensity in, mm. in everything they do. Yeah. Spud, what about you, mate? You hear these what, – what annoys me these days as a rugby league supporter is when I hear players go – you know, they, they insist on what position they want to play. And – as a spectator and a lover of rugby league, I come from an era where I'd hear blokes like you say, I'll, I'll play where the coach tells me I've got to play. Yeah, that's old school. They don't do that now. Hell, we've got bloody Addo Carr reckons he's going there to play fullback. Yeah. Mm. Oh, so you don't think you can do that, Spud? Nah, I think he'll be, he'll be um, a bit more skillful. Maybe he can run. I don't, I don't know if I've seen him pass the ball yet. And I haven't seen him under a high ball, so... It's pretty important mm. to be able to do that too is when you're playing fullback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk a little bit about the modern footballers, boys, because I know you both got busy schedules. I can't leave you here forever. And, of course, uh, we talk about a bloke like like Josh Adokar or Latrell Mitchell. These are two classic examples of two players that want to go to different clubs with the opportunity in playing a certain position. Obviously, Latrell is... Is injured right now, but can you? Could, do you see where I'm coming from here too? Yeah, where, yeah, where, you know, when you were playing, you just played where you played. Well, well again, uh, I don't know whether it's a it's a, a product of the system or not, but yes, I would play wherever I mean, I'd play in the front row. If they, the coach said play in the front row, mm. I'd play in the front row. Well, I probably did. I ended up at Hooker, but that's why my face is like this. But yeah. you laugh. Um, anyway, <laughs> and I think they see it again as a job. So, look, my job is to go to work every day, okay? But I want to do this job. I don't want to do – I don't want to play in the front row. I want to play in the wing. Yeah. I want to play fullback. So that's what I want. So you should put me there because that's what I want. Yeah. And I'm gonna, you're paying me all this money, so that's my best position. Mm. That's mm. what I'm going to do. Yeah. Another thing that can piss me off too, Spud, is like what – is a contract these days. You know, we always see players wanting to get out of contracts or wanting to, um, you know, swap or go to another club mid-contract and the other club will say, well, you can do that if you get us somebody to come here. Yeah, I agree, Maroon. But um, what is a bloody contract these days? Some of these guys, but also what about some of the money these blokes are on? Series so 700,000, 800,000, that doesn't save any bloody life. Mm. Um but that's good luck to them these days. Am I jealous? Probably, yes. Money we're on. But the thing is, uh, I just think um, we always held our when, – uh, mate, when I signed the contract, I shook my hand. I shook the uh, bozo's hand. It was like you know, in, that, in that movie, uh, This is Oak. But uh, the signing of a contract these days is there should be better. Did, better you, get, did you get your hand back, Spud? <laughs> <laughs> what? This is Oak. Was that an adult feature, was it? I don't remember seeing that. Was that an X-rated movie, that one? No, what's that bloody movie? No, was that – you know, the movie with um, – uh, the, uh, I can't think of the, the guy. What's his name? Tom Cruise. Mate, I haven't. Oh. The, the player agent. I haven't got player a theatre in my home like you. What's going on there? What's all that noise? What? Are, what are they? Is there people in there working out? Mate, I've just had. I've just had. I've just had a couple of clients rock up here. Right. I've got. A, I've got well, like one, one we call a behemoth. Yep. A large mammal. Okay. Yep. That's uh, that's Matt Asprey. Matt Asprey. Yeah. What's it? What's your company called? Um, 
What is your East Coast plumbing? You know him too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. East Coast plumbing. And very good. Uh, we've got Mr. Uh, Ryan Sutton. Ryan Sutton, you, you bought a car off him, so thanks very much. Yeah, you thank you. Yeah. Tell him the bloke that I he gave me to ring never rang me back. So, <laughs> um, and tell him also it only took me six weeks to get the uh, steering rack fixed, which I got yesterday. Anyway, last question, boys, before I go anywhere. Uh, if the 1996 Manly play, Premiers played the 2008 Manly Premiers, who would win? That again, if the 1996 Manly Premiers played the 2008 Manly Premiers, who uh, won, of course, 40-0 against Melbourne, who would win that game? Are you allowed to punch? Are yeah, you allowed to punch. Rules? You're allowed to do oh, it. Oh, yeah. please. The, the old team would smash them. Yeah? Who was that forward pack that year? Cement, was smash he? Them. Cement. Um, yeah, God. Um, Daniel Gardner, Nick Kosev, Beaver. Yeah. Um, Fair. Best back, best back three in the game. Mm. Mm. They, were, they were good. Spud, what do you think? If uh, the 96 Manly side played the 2008 Manly side, who would win? Hmm. I just think uh, old school, um, we'd, we'd bash them. We'd yeah. bash them. Mm. All right, mate. Well, look, uh, thank you so much for your time. Spud's gym now at its new location at 72 Crown Street. You go in there, it's like... No, it's not, it's not, it's not there. It's not, it's not well, why is it Crown 72 Crown Street on the wall there? No, no, because I just put up the memorabilia. That's right. old school. Now it's now 13 Foley Street, a street, a street back from Oxford Street. Okay. Oh, that's <laughs> your guy, Spud. Yeah. But you get in there, it's like happy hour on Fairstar, the fun ship. You got. I had a bad, I had a bad experience here late in the morning. Well, this, I walked past, I was in this place that had Sydney sauna. I went, oh, how good is this? I'm, I'm a place I'm going to get a sauna. I oh, mean, I went upstairs. I seen the uh, the board. Tight ass Tuesday, nudie Thursday. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Tubes, you've got to go and uh, do a bit of accounting now. Oh, yeah, thanks very much. Yeah, or Baz and oh, GST. Day, and, <laughs> Spud, we'll catch up with you at our next sports lunch. Go, boys. Look and forward to it. Tubes, Please, before, can you take us out with it's got to be an investigation? There's got to be an investigation, Spud. I'm telling you. <laughs> See you <laughs> next time on the Legends of League Bye, podcast. See you, mate. Hey, thanks for being with us for another week of the Legends of League podcast. We thank our brand partner, Two Four Pines Brewing Company. You can give them a follow and help us all out at Four Pines Beer or check out the website, fourpinesbeer.com. That's four, the number four, fourpinesbeer.com. Be sure to subscribe to the Legends of League podcast so you never miss an episode. And, of course, you can show your support by rating us, uh, leaving us a review, whatever you like to do. See all the best bits and the big announcements too on social media at Legends of League AUS. That's Legends of League AUS. It's Maroon here. We'll see you next time on the Legends of League podcast. <laughs>